Hey, and welcome to the Mickey and Minutes podcast, the short Disney show. I'm your host, Nick Lazaga, and this is episode 20, my Once Upon a Time finale review. You can't go now, it's only... Oh, I must, please, please, I must. But why? Well, I, I, oh, the prince. I haven't met the prince. The prince? But didn't you know that... Goodbye. No, wait. Come back. Oh, please come back. I don't even know your name. How will I find you? Wait. Please wait. Never smile at a crocodile. No, you can't get friendly with a crocodile. Don't be taken in by his welcome grin. He's imagining how well you'd fit within his... Rapunzel, we're done talking about this. Trust me, Rapunzel. I know what Rapunzel. I'm... Rapunzel. Oh, come on! Enough of the lights, Rapunzel! You are not leaving this tower! Ever! And they all lived happily ever after. Sort of. Spoiler alert, this episode of the Mickey and Minutes podcast is all about the series finale of the ABC TV show Once Upon a Time. So if you have not finished the show yet and you don't want to find out how the entire series ended, turn this episode off and go watch the show. Trust me, it's worth it. Then come back and listen to me talk about my thoughts, feelings, and theories on how the show ended. I'm going to discuss the things that I loved about it, and there's a lot, since this is my favorite show of all time, but I'm also going to discuss some of the things that I think could have been better, and some of the questions that I still have that were just never answered. Also, this show is for my fellow Oncers, who saw the entire show, so I'm not going to explain or give a lot of background to the things I talk about. I'm just going to assume that if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so... If you're still with me, let's talk about the series finale of Once Upon a Time. I personally loved the way the series ended. It was so cool how they brought together all the different realms of story into Storybrooke. Being such a huge Disney Parks fan, I couldn't help but notice something amazing about this. They basically made Storybrooke into a Disneyland or Magic Kingdom style place. Think about it. First, you have Storybrook, this quaint little town with its main street down the middle and all the shops on either side, a bakery, an ice cream shop, a diner, just like Main Street USA. Then, at the end of Main Street is a big structure that draws you in, like Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty Castle. In this case, it's the clock tower over the library. When they showed this, they even had Tinkerbell fly by like she often does in promotional videos for the parks, as well as during the nighttime fireworks shows. Then, when at a Disneyland or Magic Kingdom style park, you can go from the hub into any land that you choose, depending on what kind of adventure you want. Same thing in this new Storybrooke. You can go over to Neverland to play with the Lost Boys, or to Arendelle to see Anna and Elsa, or obviously to the Enchanted Forest to have adventures in true fairy tale style. And you can just walk or drive over to the next realm instead of having to use a magic bean or something to open a portal. The way they created this amazing landscape of realms all right next to each other and all connected to the main street of the little town of Storybrooke was such a strong connection to the Disney parks that it couldn't have been by accident. 
I just loved it. Not just because it reminded me of a Disney park though, but also because it was just such a fitting ending since the whole show started with Rumpel trying to find a way to cross realms to find his son in our world, the land without magic. And now, all the realms are connected. No one will ever be separated like that again, even if they are in another realm. They created the best of both worlds so everyone can live the way they want and no one will ever be far from each other. They created a place where everyone can truly embrace the fact that they are both. And it was just so perfect that they crowned Regina as the good queen of all realms. Now, I'm assuming that title means that she oversees everything, but that the actual rulers of each realm still have power in their own realm. Kind of like a president of the whole country and the governors of each individual state. So Snow and Charming are still the rulers of the Enchanted Forest, and Queen Elsa is still the ruler of Arendelle, and the Sultan is still the ruler of Agrabah, and so on. But that whole thing still brings up some interesting questions, and I'm just going to ask them rhetorically now. If you have any answers, tell me on Twitter at Mickey and Minutes. So here we go. Did Regina bring over every single realm, or just the ones that she's interacted with or knows about? And does that include alternate realms, such as the Wish Realm? If so, are there duplicates or alternate versions of all the characters in Storybrooke now? That's gotta be weird for some people. Like Hook and Nook, will that ever confuse Emma or Baby Hope? And also, who is Wish Realm Henry to Hope? Is he also her brother? And whatever happened to Wish Realm Regina, is she there too? I'll be honest, all this Wish Realm stuff kind of annoyed me all season. The simple fact that the entire realm and everyone in it was created by a wish means that they didn't exist beforehand, but this entire season forced us to care about it, but it left some holes in the overall plot. For example, how could Alice be the guardian? Her father, which is Wish Realm Hook, or Nook for short, he only came into existence last season, and as a joke nonetheless. Now we're supposed to believe that his daughter is the answer that Rumpel has been searching for all along? That doesn't make any sense. But I really did like her character, she was great. And I loved all the father and daughter relationship stuff with Nook. But in the end, I guess all that guardian stuff didn't really matter anyways, since Rumpel solved his problem by sacrificing himself to save Nook. And that act of selflessness got him to Belle. But here's a plot hole that that scene created. When Rumpel died, so did Wish Realm version of him. And if that works, then how come the real Snow and Prince Charming didn't die when Regina killed them in the Wish Realm? And does that mean that if Henry dies, so does Wish Realm Henry? Or was that double death only a dark one thing? See, that's just not clear at all. For the record, I love this show. A lot. These questions are just the result of me overthinking this amazing show. But while I'm overthinking, let me just bring up one more thing that bothers me. When this show started, it was implied that fairy tales are real, they just exist in another realm, and the stories we read in our world are about these real people. Kind of like a history book about another land. That's such an awesome concept. Then later, we learned more about the origins of Henry's storybook. We learned that there have been authors whose job it is to record these stories of these real people. And that's how fairy tales came to be. That's so good. What's even more awesome is the fact that they mentioned that one of the authors was Walt Disney. That gave me chills. It was so perfect. 
But then they had to go and ruin everything. In season 7, they decided that there are alternate versions of the same story, and Henry implies that since there are different versions of the same story, there are different realms to match. But that doesn't make any sense. The realms weren't created by the stories. We spent the last six seasons learning the exact opposite. Sorry, but Jacinda can't be an alternate Cinderella because the story of Cinderella was created when the author recorded her story in the storybook. However, we did learn that the author could create other realms, like Isaac did with the heroes and villains storybook. But we all knew and acknowledged that that was fake. So basically what I'm saying is that all of season 7 was a huge retcon of how the entire concept of the show worked. The Wish Realm was a fake realm, a fact that was repeated a lot in the last season. But now in season 7, it was all very real and very important. And the alternate realm with new Cinderella could only exist if an official author wrote it with magic ink. And even then, it's still not real. The only theory I can think of to explain this is that Henry, the current author, created it when he wrote his new storybook. But there's not much to support that. And even if he did, that would literally mean that he made up his wife and daughter, and that's just weird. Oh well. I understand that since the show was renewed for another season, after they had already ended it perfectly, they had to find a way to keep the story going, and that's fine. It was entertaining enough for me, it was just very difficult to become emotionally attached to all these new fake characters. But I will say that even though I poke a lot of holes in it, this is still my favorite show of all time. I pick on it purely out of love. And honestly, the reason I had such a hard time connecting with these characters is because the characters are the main thing I loved so much about this show since the beginning. Once Upon a Time took these beloved characters and reimagined them in such an amazing and fun new way. They made some heroes into amazing villains like Peter Pan and some villains into the best heroes like the Evil Queen and Captain Hook. Also, it was just plain fun to see how these fairy tale characters would behave in our world and who they would be if they weren't fairy tale characters. My biggest takeaway from this show is the overall theme, hope. If you have hope, you can get through anything. You can always find your way back to the ones you love and you can always find your happy ending, even if you're a villain. But I loved that Regina said that it's not a happy ending because that means your story is done. It's a second chance and there will be more adventures, more love, more family, and more loss because that's just life. But it's hope that keeps us going. This show ultimately taught us that we can't live our lives searching for the perfect happy ending or we'll miss the wonder and beauty of the life that's happening around us every day. It taught us the importance of family and always sticking together. It taught us to always look for the good in everyone. This show reminded us that believing in even the possibility of happiness for your life is a very powerful thing. So thank you once upon a time for seven amazing years of hope, love, laughter, tears, and overwhelming joy.
Well, that was my look at how Once Upon a Time ended. After seven years of ups and downs, amazing moments, and yeah, some eye rolls, it's bittersweet that it's over. It truly captured my heart and imagination, and it forever influenced the way that I look at certain characters and stories. It truly is my favorite show, and I have so many amazing memories tied to it, like all the days and nights spent binge-watching it through the years with my wife, and that time that we cosplayed as Hook and Emma. I'll post some pictures of that on Instagram at Mickey and Minutes. Did you love this show as much as I did? What are your thoughts on the series finale and the overall show? Let me know on Twitter at Mickey and Minutes. Also, if you liked this episode, check out the other episode I did about Once Upon a Time where I discussed Henry's crazy family tree. That's episode 9. You can listen to this and all the other episodes of the podcast for free on iTunes, SoundCloud, the Apple Podcast app, or straight from MickeyandMinutes.com. Thanks so much for listening to the show, you guys. If you liked it, please rate it and review it on iTunes, and tell your fellow Disney friends about it. Look out for another episode very soon. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Mickey and Minutes. Find us on YouTube for some Disney trivia and other fun videos, and check out MickeyandMinutes.com for show notes, blog posts, and more. Thanks again for listening to the Mickey and Minutes podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye! I say he's in trouble.